Welcome to the family with Alex Brandt-Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt-Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. You're going to make it, Andy? Andy is yeah. I know. He's <laughs> You need to, speaking of tea, you need yeah. to drink some tea. I'm going to when I get home. Yeah. Why don't you sing Baby Shark, You're the Grandpa? <laughs> we will be right back. Dr. Judith Orloff, our special guest, coming up next with the family. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the family. Is Dr. Judith ready to go? Yes. Excellent. Dr. Judith Orloff, thriving as an empath, 365 days of self-care for sensitive people. Doctor, you've got a hell of a job ahead of you because everybody's sensitive now. Don't you think? Hello? Can she not hear me? Oh, hello, doctor. How are you? Hi, uh, the, I, the volume is very low. All right, Andy, is there anything you can do about that to make sure that she can uh, yeah. she can hear me? You can. It's a little oh, bit right. better. Do you want to try me on myself? Andy, what do you want to do? Yeah, he's making a quick adjustment. Okay, he's just going to make a quick adjustment. Dr. Judith Orloff, I'll, I will read the descriptor, and by that time we'll be ready to go. Okay, it's very staticky and um, unclear. Hmm. Sounds okay, like we're we need have, a different line. We're yeah. going to have to get a different yeah. line then. We'll, uh, All right, thanks. Um, we can uh, try and give her a call on her cell phone to see if it's a better connection. Okay, 310-922. Oh, you're on the air, Judith. I do have your cell number. We'll give you a call on that. There you go. That'll work. All right, just let me know when we're ready to go. Um, Andy, is this a problem we're going to have in the future a lot? I 
don't see why, but I mean, some people's yeah, phones just don't work now. very well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. That is true. So yeah, let me know what the situation is. It's, it's Dr. Ju- Dr. Judith Orloff offers 365 days of self-care meditations, reflections, and journaling suggestions as daily inoculations against stress and overwhelm. But the problem, and I'm, I really want to talk to her about this because some people bring it upon themselves. No, she's talking about she's talking about highly sensitive people, like people that and empaths are people that feel other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. I so she's talking that. about and like people that are sensitive to light and sound, not sensitive to like, oh, I'm you said what you said offended me. That, not oh, that type okay, of sensitive. Good. Yeah, yeah so like light, light. I'm I'm an empath. I absorb everybody's energy and their emotions, and and I tell you, but living in today's world where everyone is angry all the time. It makes you a bitter person if you're an empath. I'm an empath, I think, and I'm. I'm It's hard. The least highly emotional. I'm. Yeah, I'm highly sensitive and an empath. You can be both. Like if Dave is stressed out about work, I get stressed, and I don't even know why I'm stressed. Oh yeah, and then it's because I. (laughs) And it's hard to it's hard to react to other people's emotions with like. This sounds weird, but with empathy, because it's like if Dan's yeah like stressed out about something then i'm like super stressed out about it where i should be you know like oh what's wrong how can i help Mm -hmm. what do you need it seems like you need some time to yourself or something like that but instead i get in like a big frenzy yeah i totally get it (laughs) yeah totally get it dr orloff should be back on dr judith orloff how are you i'm fine how are you doing is that better now good the, the connection's good. So the, the, the phone line's a lot better? Um, not really. Oh, dear. Uh, can you hear? I want you, want you guys to talk to her and see if she can hear you. Can you? Do, do we sound good? Uh, it's very staticky and breaking up. Hmm. I wonder what's going on. Well, we're going to have to reschedule it because she can't do an interview if it's all staticky and breaking up. Oh, no, so, I can, so I can could, do it. I can do it. I can oh, you can it. do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you understand my problems. Thank you very much. Great to be here. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Judith Orloff, thriving as an empath, 365 days of self-care for sensitive people. Today, with its increasing speed pressures and hyperconnectivity, society can stress out even the steeliest among us. But for really sensitive, empathic people, at least 20% of people, one out of five people, it's more challenging. And too often, the result is exhaustion, burnout, or even illness. We were just talking while we were redialing you, Doctor, that uh, a lot of people now, and my daughter Alex, who's with us, our daughter Alex is with us, and she was talking about, you know, sensitivity to light and sensitivity to sound. What, where are the borders for, um, for being an empath? Because it's not really about uh, you hurt my feelings. It's you're just sensitive to pretty much everything, right? Uh, well, empaths are sensitive to light, sound, smell, energy, touch, environment. Um, They need a lot of alone time. They love nature. They're extremely creative and intuitive and deep and loving. Um, But they tend to be emotional sponges and absorb other people's emotions into their own bodies. I mean, if somebody's angry or somebody's sad, you might start feeling that way. And so I wrote Thriving as an Empath so that people can have one-page daily self-care techniques 
So they stop absorbing other people's stress and are able to center themselves more. And also empaths tend to be very giving, and they tend to overgive and exhaust themselves. So there are also techniques on how not to do that, how to give in healthy ways rather than becoming a martyr, which is what many empaths do, and then walk around exhausted all the time. Yeah, I, you know, what's interesting about that is I don't really consider myself to be an Maybe, do you think I'm an empath, Catherine? I think no. you are in some ways, yes. He's a, Emotionally, I think you are. I think he's a highly sensitive person, but not an empath. Not an empath? I don't think so. But um, and the reason I even bring that up, Dr. Orloff, is the fact that some people, I think, try to try to convince themselves that they're empaths, and they really aren't. They just like to feel like a victim. Do you think that's part of And I'm not talking about real empaths sometimes, feeling you know, victimized. You know, yeah. sometimes. But if you want to be, find out if you're an empath, you can take this very simple 20-question self-assessment test that I have in the beginning of the book where you just answer 20 questions, and you can self-diagnose yourself as an empath. So, you know, it's very important, you know, to take that quiz, and I give all my patients that quiz. And so it, it's not rocket science to define yourself as an empath. There's certain qualities. Okay. That we all share. I'm a psychiatrist in Los Angeles, and I'm also an empath. And it's it's just full of many many gifts. I don't want to make it sound like being an empath is a victim, as you just said. It's an empowered empath is somebody who's empathic and loving and centering, but can have clear boundaries with people, so they're not doormats. You see, so empaths need to learn certain self care skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they can flourish. I mean, I personally believe empathy is the trait that will save the world. I do. Mm-hmm. I think that's the missing element. Even if you don't like someone, to try and understand and feel where they're coming from so you can at least reach some kind of compromise. And so empathy allows us to do that. Empathy means the opening of the heart. And with being an empath, empaths have open hearts, but they're often afraid to keep them open because of so much uh, stimulation coming in so fast, and they go on sensory right. overload. So that's the problem. And these self-care techniques and thriving as an empath will help combat that, which is so useful. Um, I can't help thinking that while you're talking that it sounds like motherhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It it is. That's beautiful. It is. And, you know, there's a chapter in the book on empathic children and raising empathic children and being empathic parents. Because as a parent, you need to learn how to set clear boundaries and model healthy boundaries. And empaths, that's one of the main self-care skills that they, they learn. Because when you have healthy boundaries, your children learn to do that. And they're just not running wild all over the place. Um, you know, not knowing what's a healthy boundary. So as parents, if you could embody that, that's really a powerful gift to give to your children. I think that's wonderful. Is it a problem for empaths now? Because when I just sit and watch uh, television or read the newspapers or listen to the radio or any of these things, um, there's a pervasiveness of lying to the people now to get them to watch your TV show or listen to your (laughs) radio station what about all that lying that goes on? Do empaths have a really tough time with that? They do because empaths are very intuitive, and, and we can right. sense when somebody's, you know, lying or when someone's not telling the full truth or a half truth. You can feel it. It just feels off. 
It just I feels bet. off. And, and, and you know it. Something doesn't feel good inside yourself. And all the empaths out there who are listening, you have to trust that. You have to trust, at least be cautious. If you get, you know, your gut's telling you something's not right, um, you at least go slow with the person. You know, because your body is very intelligent, and there's the enteric nervous system in the gut, which means you have neurotransmitters in the gut, just like the brain, which transmit messages. Mm -hmm. And empaths are very in touch with their gut. So, but... The problem is they sometimes discount their gut feelings and they go ahead with something oh. even if it doesn't feel right. And that's the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. That is pretty much for everybody, though, isn't it? And I understand why empaths would have a bigger problem. But, but yeah, I, um, boy, there's so many questions I'd like to ask you about this, doctor. But I don't want to get all political about it. But I, I just I just want to use an example how, how an empath would handle this. Okay. Uh, of course, the, situa- the situation with Iran where uh, Khomeini, <laughs> well, he top. was killed. <laughs> no, I, the, only, the only reason I bring it up is because we're just talking about the news media lying a lot. And right. there was a, a, one of the major networks reported up to 30 Americans had been killed. And now we find out today that was not true, that zero Americans or Iraqis were killed. Why, why are they allowed to do that to the people of America? Unless you know people have been killed, why would you report it? And why are they allowed to just lie to people to try to get them to view for, for even longer? Does that really well, affect think, them? I think a our lot? society is in the midst of a total reevaluation. And yeah, you know, the, yep. the opposite of empaths, and this is an important theme I talk about in the book, too, is the narcissist. Right. And the narcissist has empathy deficient disorder which means the full-blown narcissist, which means they don't have the empathy or the conscience to, you know, do the right thing, basically. So lying is nothing to them. You know, they don't have that same, this doesn't feel good. You know, I'm not being a good person here by lying. You know, they don't have Mm -hmm. that inside, and so they just do anything. So it's an important lesson on narcissism, what's going on in our world today, and the the dangers and the lethality of narcissism, and the reason to develop your empathy even more. Because in the Bible, there's a, there's a quote, the meek will inherit the earth. And the meek mm-hmm. is, I don't like the word meek, but it's translated as sensitive. You know, the sensitive mm-hmm. will inherit the earth. And that means that people with hearts, with empathy, who care, who have consciences, you know, can rule the earth, they can share the stewardship of the earth because of their hearts. And that, as a psychiatrist, to me, is the most important point, you know, if, if we want to evolve as a species and personally, is to develop our empathy in hearts. And the reason I wrote Thriving as an Empath was to help the sensitive over the, the humps that they might experience, you know, over the, you know, absorbing other people's energy, being demolished by the news and not knowing what to do about it because being overstimulated not knowing how to set boundaries so each day from january 1st to december 31st offers you very easy read and self-care strategies and inspirations to get through that day to overcome some of the hazards of being an empath and as an empath i read my book all the time because i follow what what i preach and it's very, very, very helpful. That's all I can say. It's like a, a guide. It lifts you up if you're going down. You know, it, it helps you maintain your faith if you're you're losing it. And that's a very important resource, I think. One of the 
One of my favorite things about about the world, Dr. Orloff, if I could just take it one second. Were you a Monty Python fan at all? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I missed that thing. Okay, but the only reason I bring it up, because they were a very, very funny troupe of guys from England, and one of their scenes in one of their movies was... Uh, a sermon going on, which they ran down the you know the eight beatitudes. They ran all these things down, and the man stands up and says, "The the meek shall inherit the earth." And they go to one of the guys in the crowd, and he goes, "Oh, he's making it up as he goes along." <laughs> which I was, that was very very funny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One of the well, I'm a big of fan of the meek. I'm a big fan of the downtrodden yes. and the, the outlaws and the people who are different. That you know, and the people who don't fit in the mold. You know, the people who you know have been called you know um, outsiders. That's what you know empaths usually have been called, and I, I certainly was as a child and growing up. And I am a big fan and proponent of all these people, and I encourage you all to. Embrace your sensitivities and deal with the harder stuff. Deal with the challenges and learn these self-care techniques so that you could be empowered and live fully in your power. The problem with empaths is when they're not in their power, they tend to go in their houses with their animals and never want to come out. They feel overwhelmed and exhausted all the time, and you don't have to feel that way. You know, I'm, that's what I'm telling everyone. And I also have a Facebook support group with 15,000 empaths on it. And it's, it's a way to dialogue with kin, kindred souls and know that you're not alone. So empaths often feel alone and strange, and they've been called names and shamed as children, especially boys. You know, we're called sissies or crybabies or you know, don't want to do video games, so they're not part of the crowd. You know, all that. Right. Just know there's so many people out there like you. You know, in terms of a, an empath family and people you can relate to, you're not alone. And, you know, I hope the book can bring people together so that they can really develop their gifts and know what a precious gift your empathy and your sensitivities are. I think it's wonderful. And Dr. Orloff, I will say this, uh, you practice what you preach. I really admire that. An example of that is at the very beginning of this interview, you couldn't hear us very well. We uh, recalled you and couldn't hear us any better. But instead of going, ah, you know, this is not working for me. It's too much of a pain. You went, no, 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 I can do this. I can I can handle my end of it. I can't hear you all well. but I. So uh, gi- giving a great example of not being impatient or if there's nothing, it, like no one could control that line not being that good. But you handled it very well. I love people who offer great examples, not just advice. Oh, thank you for noticing that. Um, yes, I, I pretty much flow, flow with things whenever I can. I don't fight reality. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, <general. that's> good. <laughs> Dr. Yeah, Judith well, Orloff, the book is good. Thank you for noticing that. That's very nice. Oh, I appreciate it. I think it's wonderful that you did it. We need more prime examples about how you should act. We need a lot more of that. No yes. doubt. Thriving as an empath, 365 days of self-care for sensitive people. Please come back and talk more about this. I, we could get a, a cleaner line. I would love line. to. I love your show. It's a great interview. Thank you, Doctor. You're welcome. Have a good day. Bye. We'll be back with the family. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. 
So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The X-Chat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The X-Check app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. X-Check. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. Who doesn't love this song? Oh, I love it. It's the weirdest song. When they it were writing weird. this. Yes, well, it's true. Well, I'm sure drugs were involved. <laughs> the benefit of Mr. Kite's pretty, pretty sure. weird, This too. was... Yeah, I'm guessing there were a couple of acid trips involved with Mm -hmm. this. (laughs) Although Paul McCartney said, I hope that our fans don't do drugs and they meditate instead. (laughs) That was probably after his drug phase. Oh, it definitely was. But I think it's interesting that he is telling people to meditate instead of doing drugs. And he did all the drugs. Well, I think it's wonderful also that you tell people to meditate. Now that you're worth a billion dollars, it's really easy to meditate. It's easy for anybody to meditate if you just set up a practice. I meditate every day. I thought, I thought that Dr. Judy Orloff, Judith Orloff, was really, really good. I Mm -hmm. love the prime example. Instead of just coming on talking a good game, she actually lives it, and I really admire that. I had a lot of things. I always thought Andy was an empath. What? Yeah. I always thought. Yep. Because you're definitely an empath. Yeah. What? I, I really do. But the thing is, is that he doesn't it's not care. A, well, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's um, not true. I think what happens, I think males don't really value being empathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, that's not, I, I, I would have liked to talk to her longer because I was going to ask her about that. It seems like that I would guess that mostly females believe that they're empaths mm-hmm. the and case. if a guy has those qualities he's probably burying them because it's not manly <laughs> yeah yeah they become more reclusive and and introverts yeah because yep. i I, yep. 
I notice when like my empath tendencies have are on high alert, I have a tendency to like be more of like that not helicopter mom, but like I need to fix the problem. I need to take care of it. I need you know, and, and it kind of tries to get me to refocus. Like when I like if I'm stressed out, I clean or do things of that nature, and I and it, like hardcore cleaning. It's not like oh, I'll just wipe the counter down. But I you know that's how I deal with it. Like and try and reinsert, and it kind of centers me back to where I need to be. Everybody's got their things that they go on to like autopilot yes you know it's like an autopilot thing and you know like if if something if i'm stressed out about something or if something happens like my my goal is to fix the problem that is like i hyper focus on that and men are probably different in that sense i you know and that's probably like a maternal thing as well for me so i had to be in a special class in elementary school because i couldn't (laughs) handle people <laughs> doing things yep friendship friendship class, class. i had to be in a class called friendship what? class yeah what is that where because i would get like i'd be in i think it was first grade i think so yeah yeah um like kids would be playing with legos and then a boy would steal a lego from a girl and i shut myself in a locker crying Oh, because <laughs> oh, I was just like, why would he do that to her? Like, that's not <laughs> nice. They don't know why anyone would do that to somebody else. Like, it's always, I've always been very sensitive to other people's behavior and stuff. And like, Dad, how you were asking her, you know, what would an empath do about like the news and blah, 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 blah. That's why I just mm-hmm. don't pay attention to it. And whenever you talk I about don't blame it, you. whenever you yep. talk about it, I just shut down because I can't, I can't. I, mm-hmm. To me, it's like ignorance is bliss, seriously, because I just cannot handle it. Yeah. Because, like, well, all this stuff with I Australia agree. and stuff and all these pictures of these mm-hmm. animals and all this, I just, like, can't, I, I'm, like, I can't be on social media for a little while because it's just too hard for me. And it's too hard for yeah. me. Like, so many news stories, you'll be like, you didn't know about that? And I'm like, because I can't. I can't hear all of it or else it will get too hard for me because, like, in college when i was having all those like day-long panic attacks and stuff like that and then i Mm -hmm. i read a book called the survival guide of the highly sensitive person and in that in the Mm -hmm. beginning of that book i like you take a quiz and it tells you like on the scale of how sensitive you are and i'm very sensitive and then in that book it talks about you know things that you can do to help yourself and that's when i started meditating and that's been like an unbelievable Mm -hmm. incredible yeah, helpful thing for me because I was diagnosed with like an anxiety disorder and I was given Prozac, which I never took because I was like, I'm just not comfortable with it. And so then I found this book and then I've never had to take a medication for it. And I don't consider myself an anxious person at all anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's been well, it's, now yeah, like I remember when you years or whatever. Yeah, I remember when you read that book, you were like, this completely life changing for you. Yeah, because to me it was like, it seriously, it completely changed my life because to me, for when I was in college and having all these things, I was like, what's wrong with me? Why am I like this? Why do I have to be so sensitive? Why can't I just be normal? And then I read this book and it talked about how being a highly sensitive person is difficult sometimes, but you just have to know your triggers. You know, like, are you hungry? Are you tired? Is it, are you in a really bright room? Is somebody being too loud? Like, you have to know what triggers you and then 
also know that being a highly sensitive person means you're more empathetic. Like you care more than most people. You love harder than most people. Like there's so many good qualities that come along with it. And so that like it just put a light on something that I didn't even realize about myself. And I was like, oh, like because I'm this way, that means that I care about people more than most people. And like that's a really good thing and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's it's very interesting and yeah that book completely yeah and her book sounds a lot like that book yeah it just it it would be interesting though i mean if most guys like you said that dad isn't i I think he's very sensitive no i think he's a highly sensitive person for sure he's absolutely a highly sensitive person but i don't know about empath but like i said that's not macho and dad like you know is but wait a minute. You're I, OG. I, have a, I have a question for you. <laughs> if I'm not empathetic to people, why have I given so much money back to coworkers? No, so I'm not saying that you're not empathetic. You're a very okay. empathetic well, person. All right. All right. And very generous. And very generous, absolutely. But I just, because an empath is somebody that feels other people's emotions. And I don't know oh, that okay. you do that. Maybe you do, and I don't know. But like, I. But you're you're a hundred percent a highly sensitive person okay, for Tom, sure. Have you have you ever walked in a room and just felt this anger funk hanging over, and then come to find out maybe five minutes prior to you walking in that room there was a huge fight between two people? No, I, I wouldn't even notice that kind of thing. So okay, that would yeah. that would be what an empath they yeah, or like you just start talking to somebody and you just start feeling kind of like nervous and like weird, and you're just like I just don't feel good just yeah. talking to like. Uh, somebody at a grocery store or something like that because mm-hmm. it's like they might be having a really hard day and then you're getting that from them I and so you start feeling weird. I can't go to the grocery store at like 5 p.m. in the evening. Oh, yeah. It's horrible because yeah. it's like the most stressful part of the yeah. day. And I, I, or like right before through. a Vikings game, I've made that mistake oh. before. And when you're an empath, you can feel everybody's stress levels and then yeah. you're stressed out and you just want to like, by the time you get out to your car, you're ready to just like kill somebody. You're just like, Argh. yeah. I and remember a friend of mine had the same problem. She was her, her husband was like being, I don't know, they were going through some marital problems and everything mm-hmm. was getting really hard. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. It was not me. Mar- marital <laughs> problems. What are those? those I don't know what that is. I know. Never heard of this every day. <laughs> Never heard and, of marital problems. And she problems she was time. actually going to a shrink and her shrink told her that what she should do is cross her arms over her body mm-hmm. and basically give herself a physical barrier against mm-hmm. the negative energy that was in the house all the time. Mm-hmm. So she could so she could cope with it. Yeah. Because she thought she was going to, she said, I'm pretty sure I'm going to just have an emotional nervous breakdown. I'm just going to be in the hospital because I I can't stand it. Well, it's interesting, too, because it's like I think about everybody has sensitivities to certain things. Like at Sage's ECFE class, we were talking about sensitivities and like knowing the sensitivities that your children have, you know, like what sets them off. Like being in a really noisy area can trigger fawn into like a kind of a head spin or tail spin and sage is really sensitive to light and so i was talking about this and nobody else in the class thought that their kids had any sensitivities to anything and i was like everyone has sensitivities to something and no the more the earlier you know that the better off you'll be because then you know because and it's not like oh sage is sensitive to light we have to keep him away from bright lights it's like that's not it it's we just know that 
oh, we're in this bright room and he's acting really weird. It's because it's bright and he's not feeling okay right now. And that's Mm -hmm. just something you need to acknowledge, you know, rather than like, oh, he's just throwing a fit and being weird. It's like, oh, it's because he's overstimulated at this moment. Yeah. And he has to sleep in a closet. He does have to sleep in a very dark. He has to sleep in pitch black because he's so he sensitive does. to light. And like he goes outside and sneezes every single time because he's so sensitive to light. No. And See, Andy was Andy was like that as a baby. The sun was too sunny. Mm-hmm. The world was too noisy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I remember I certain times going down to Florida and it being so bright that I had to like just like look <laughs> down, covering yeah. my eyes with my hands yeah and no one else was bothered by the light but like to me it was like it was so bright that you couldn't even see but and i never really figured out why that was it's just because you have a light sensitivity and the older i get the more sensitive i get to light like being a kid i never remember being super sensitive to light but now i get very sensitive to light especially at night like when all the lights in the house are on i'm like it's so bright and weird in here and this is we need to turn some lights off like if dan's not home i ba- i have like one light in the house on <laughs> candles going yeah we just need to chill out it's salt lamps and zen <laughs> uh, would people like you empaths would you be so you are deeply affected by the news and Hollywood and Absolutely. politicians lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very frustrating because you know they're lying, and you can sense that they're yeah, lying. even right. through the TV. I can, I can tell, mm-hmm. I can tell a person's personality and everything by just looking at a picture on Facebook. Like I can sense. Oh yeah, there are sometimes where like I have one Facebook friend that she has a husband and every time she posts a picture of her husband i'm like he is a weird guy yeah, i do not like that guy it. never met him never spoken to him in my no. life and but i like his picture i'm just like i don't like him yeah so like when i watch that's why i avoid the news because it makes me so frustrated and then i start absorbing that frustration that everybody's feeling about the news and the politicians and the lying and it's like it's hmm. almost too much for me to take on because i feel like i'm putting the weight of the world on my shoulder yeah it's like i it get feels yeah. like. i get like depressed and anxious yes. because of it because i like i don't get and everybody deals yeah. with it different like some people get angry some people get frustrated some people get whatever and i just get i like i, I can't think about things certain things too much or else i just go into this like kind of frantic situation thinking about how heavy everything is and how tough stuff can be and it's like that's not good for anybody well but a good life lesson for everybody not only empathetic people would be that you can only worry about what you can control Mm -hmm. if there's stuff that you can't control Oh, yeah. Then this, you can't control it, so you might as well just let it go. Yep. But I have a huge problem with that. Because, once again, I think that's a male... Thing. Yeah, the whole control to, thing. and yes. I think, Dad, your biggest part of it is growing up, you had no control over anything because your own dad right. was so out of control. Like, your whole mm-hmm. life was so out of control growing up, and now you're just like, I need control. I need to be able to have everything, like, taken care of and because you grew up with none of that. Well, if people would do what they say they're going to do, it would really help. But no one well, ever again, does. You can't well, control yeah. people yeah. getting their stuff done. Someone just do what they're supposed to do. That'd be great. Well, see, but that's what, if you just let that go. Yeah, you'll be a happier human being. Yeah. 
I don't know uh, about that, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wrong as usual. No, I'm not saying okay. that. All right. Look, there was a statement that was going to be sent out by the radio station a couple of days ago, and I saw the statement that said, you probably better change that because it makes it look like the chairwoman of the company doesn't know where we are. I said, what are you talking about? I said, the dateline on your news release says Minneapolis, Indiana. <laughs> oh, Oh, kind of a major mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah so if people see great. that, they go, God, Mary Burner doesn't even know where Minneapolis is. That would have mm. looked really bad. Minneapolis, yeah, Check your work. Check your work. That's all I'm saying. Check your work. Google Minneapolis, Indiana. Yeah. And see <laughs> if there is such a place. Yeah. And see what see happens. if it exists. <laughs> yeah, it's just not a good thing. I know. Man. People think we'll you... Ta- oh, sorry. Mm, what? People so many what? times you tell people Minneapolis and they think you say Indianapolis. I like, know they do. No, just because of the Indy 500. I, I have actually seen envelopes addressed to Mindianapolis. 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 The very actually, famous city. <laughs> my buddy Joe Hager, smoking Joe back in the day, worked him at 1500 KSTP, got a letter from a friend of his back in uh, Camden, New Jersey. And the letter, he got the letter too, which is amazing. And it's because mm-hmm. the zip code was right. It's the only reason he got it, but it was Joe Hager, blah, 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 address, Twin Cities, Missouri. <laughs> Twin Cities, Missouri. Yeah. Yep. Twin Cities, Missouri. Both of Close. those are correct. Well, what? Even, what? Where would they send a letter to Twin Cities, Minnesota? <laughs> like if you even know. did Twin Cities, Minnesota. Yeah, like what? Yeah. Where would where would that end up? And you, and you wonder why they had to do zip codes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did they this have to why. do zip codes? Twin Cities, this Missouri. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back with Kostaki Economopolis next with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Start the new year looking great and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with help from my friends at Ultimate, powered by Nutramost. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, you'll receive 20 to 30% off all programs with Ultimate's New Year's resolution sale. Do what I did and let Dan and Neil Sheehy and the staff at Ultimate help you change your relationship with food forever. With the help of Ultimate, I lost 41 pounds and another 42 pounds in each of my two 40-day programs. Debbie P. from Anoka lost 31 pounds in 43 days. Cheryl S. of Webster lost 36 pounds in 43 days. And Ron D. from Lakeville lost 57 pounds in just 43 days. Live your healthiest life starting today. Schedule an immediate consultation and receive 20 to 30% off all programs for a limited time. Call Ultimate, powered by Nutramost. 763-333-7337. It was a cold December morning when the Minnesota Twins... No, no, that'd be the, no, that'd be the Vikings. It'd be something. And it's not December. But other than that, what was that guy's name again? Don... 
What was his name? Oh, the, God. The, uh, Don Knotts. The old NFL film. <laughs> nope. I actually was going to replace him on NFL films, but then they said I had to come to Philadelphia every week to record it, and I said, forget it. <laughs> wow. I'll never forget that. I'm, yeah, they wanted me to fly to Philadelphia. NFL Films is ba- or it used to be based in Philadelphia. I don't know if oh, it still horrible is. horrible for you. But yeah, so <laughs> basically we'll be on the air eight hours a day and then fly to Philadelphia every Friday night. Work harder. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've been to that place. That's a beautiful location. That's what I hear. I hear it's absolutely they gorgeous. They got a great but, campus. Yeah, if it, was, if it was a different era and you could do it out of your basement studio or whatever, you would have been the voice of NFL Films. Yep. That is true. That it was true. <laughs> and I would have loved being a voice of the NFL, of NFL, uh, NFL films because I, I never missed that show. Was it uh, Steve? Was it Steve Sabo? Yeah, Sabo. Yeah, Sabo. Well, yeah. the original guy was John Thomas, <coughs> Ralph, Augustine, James. Uh, <laughs> he's got too many damn names. Who? It was John Thomas, Ralph, Augustine, James Facenda. Or oh, John Facenda. That's exactly Facenda. who it was. John Facenda. Yep. Oh, okay. What's with all the extra names? What, was he I trying to know. outname me? I, go- I Googled him. Yeah. And like, <laughs> that's his whole name. John Thomas Ralph Augustine James Facenda. Oh, Imagine yeah, that right. on a jersey. <laughs> trying to honor a lot of grandparents and uncles in that name. Huh? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Kostaki, I got to tell you something cute. You know, you, you sent your Christmas card here? Yeah. Thank you oh, very God. much. Very cute card. So <laughs> Fawny, who's three and a half, sees the card, and she says, who are these people? So we told her who you guys were. And she says, I, I would like to take this card home with me and hang it up by my bed. <laughs> she took your yep. card and hanging by your bed. <laughs> she took That's your card Christmas card. Yep. That's a great follow-up oh. to who are these people. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I love them, and I want them near me I while I sleep. I'm going to take I'm this like, off. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So you're a smash hit with the toddler set. Yeah. Yes. That's Pre-school great. Set. I, uh, I'm sure all the credit is due to the little ones. That was so funny. Ones. Yeah. She Uncle Kostaki, yeah. that's all I know. She Uncle looked at Kostaki. It. Yeah, she looked at it, and she just got, like, the starstruck kind of look <laughs> on her face. She's like, I need this oh, in my God. life. It was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> she's, Good she's a, God. She's a it's weird. It's got pet. texture, right? There's some layers to that card. You can... You know, got family, you're outside, got some Christmas lights. Well, this is also coming from a kid that when asked yesterday if she had a good day at school, she said no, and I said why, and she said it's because I pooped my pants. Well, that's perfectly rational Which she did not poop her pants. Oh. (laughs) She just... Who responds to every question with some form of poop with farts or something? (laughs) Poop and farts are big for her. Didn't she tell your friend Michael that he's got poop-colored hair and poop-colored lips? Or something. Eyes. Poop colored eyes. eyes. <laughs> he has brown hair and brown eyes. Yep. So she's a class act. She's a special girl. Uh, class act all the way, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Now, let's not that's undermine the original compliment that she wants my family to her best. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's exactly. That's yeah, let's not undermine yeah. that. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Some of her decisions are good. <laughs> Well, not a judgment of character, but other than that. (laughs) Moving forward. So, Uncle Kostaki, do you have some quick stats for us this week? I do. Congrats to the Vikings. How about that? Oh, my. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. I didn't watch it, but, you know. The Saints have had some tough losses. You might even say a bounty of them. It's a a lot. Oh, baby. (laughs) I like it. 
I it was great. I was rooting for the Vikes. I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, now you guys go to San Francisco. Hey, if the Falcons can go there and win, certainly the Vikings can. Yeah, right? that's you true. Uh, the Saints have asked the NFL to cancel the playoffs going forward and just end the season on the standings after Week 17. That, that would work yes. way better for them. <laughs> They've had a tough run in the playoffs. Uh, Minnesota didn't miss any field goals or extra points in a playoff game. There's your Minneapolis miracle. That's that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, sure. Vikings were in head-to-toe purple. What are they, 1995 Steve Harvey in a comedy club? <laughs> like, what does that look? No, they were actually funny. Thank you very purple much. Purple pants, purple hat, <laughs> purple shoes, purple shirt. They had everything. Really <laughs> dedicated to the color. <laughs> the Vikings won. I hope they made enough money. Uh, to make their helmet shiny like the rest of the league. How can you have one matte finish out of 32? That's not... <laughs> that's not Minnesota, uniform. baby. It bugs me. Bugs oh, everybody. Uh, did you pay, didn't you pay your bills? <laughs> I have a window that won't close, and there's a car driving by. <laughs> there's a police car driving by I with your not. name on it. We have one window that the crank just broke. We have these old-fashioned windows with the little crank. We live in this really cool mm-hmm. place, but it's it's got some old building trappings. I love uh, it. I forget what you call these. What do you call case windows? Is that right? Anybody know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The ones that you crank out? Yeah, casement windows. Casement, Not double hung. word. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Uh, You're welcome. The Vikings have a player named Andrew Sendejo. <laughs> yep. That yes, is awful do. close to Pendejo, right? Yes, it's really close. This, this kid grew up in San Antonio. How did he survive middle school? He, this is the Spanish <laughs> shit right? Yeah, that's right. I, that must have been a tough, <laughs> tough, tough run in a, in a Texas town. Uh, but we're bearing the lead here. The Patriots are done. They're, they're gone. They're out of the playoffs. I'm so happy. I'm going to Disneyland. Uh, so I gotta Jane ask you. Dong, I gotta ask you. Dead. I really think that the dynasty is over. The current incarnation of the dynasty is gone yep. forever. It's yep, over. It really? is. Why? It's over. They're because Tom out. Brady was um, not good enough to get deep into the playoffs this year, and it was some of that was on him. And he ain't gonna get better mm-hmm. next year, and he might not even play on that team next year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound way, like it sounds he's going somewhere else. Yep. I, I'm I'm thrilled. That game was fun to watch. Finally, some video of an opposing team that Belichick won't want to watch. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's going to hate watching this game again. Oh, I was praying during the game in my best Ricky Bobby voice. Please, baby Jesus, help them Titans beat those some bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Oh. Oh, God, you're a disaster. <laughs> You don't get enough Ricky Bobby references like you used to. Yeah. Uh, no, that's true. <laughs> Bring that's them back. True. Do more of that. But, but Tom Brady throwing a pick six in Foxborough to end their playoff oh, and end the dynasty God. forever. Oh, that's fantasy football. It was so scrumptious yeah. to behold. <laughs> I love you have to it. change your underwear or anything? God, it sounds like you were peeing your pants. <clears throat> I had to get out of my underwear and celebrate. All right. That's enough of that. <laughs> oh, God, thank you. Thanks so much for that. I really uh, appreciate Carson it. Carson Wentz knocked out with a concussion. Poor Wentz. He misses more playoff games than the Browns, this guy. He's oh! like a, like a one-man Cleveland. He's never there in January. He gets hurt True. a lot. Enter Josh McCown. Even Jason Witten was like, McCown's still in the league? How old is that guy? 
Yeah. He's been, a, he's been around a long time. What, Joe Biden wasn't available? Who's the third stringer, Bernie Sanders? This guy's old. <laughs> he's, <laughs> McCown's old. The good news for him, kickoff was at 440, so he could still have dinner before the game. That's nice. Ooh, I love it. It's wonderful. <laughs> this, this is McCown's 17th season. The Eagles are his, his 11th team in the NFL. Are we sure he's not a narc, just like traveling around looking for Ooh. steroids or something? Oh, I like it. The Bills are up 16 nothing and lost. Oh, Chernobyl God. is now oh. suing the Bills because melting down is their thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I dusted off this old ditty. Uh, the Bills look great early and bad late, like Lindsay Lohan at an open bar. Uh, the... Uh, and the and the pairing you got to do the pairing. The Texans look terrible early and great late, like Cher on a show day. Because she was she was good. Cher. <laughs> he just mumbles his way out. <laughs> <of it. laughs> Bills Mafia travels well. About a third of the Houston stadium was uh, Bills fans. Gee, I wonder how they could lure Bills fans out of Buffalo in January. Seems. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely yeah. weather they're having. Their quarterback, Josh Allen, made some questionable decisions. He made more bad decisions than Louis C.K. I, I think he invented Ooh. the 38-step drop in this game. Well, there, were some, there were a couple of really bad plays. Uh, breaking news, Jason Garrett fired. Sorry, that's neither breaking or news. That's the longest yeah, that's firing well. in the history of firing. Yeah, well, it took uh, like a week to fire the guy. I know. Every day, it's like Jason Garrett's gone. We think, but not. We're not sure. We probably we'll let you know if it happens. All right, you're good at this kind of stuff, Tom. I have a uh, a super fun fact followed by a very short quiz. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Seven of the eight final teams this year are different from the eight final teams last year. First of all, that's astounding, right? That is wild. It absolutely is. Jeez. There's eight teams that's left. That's amazing. There's only eight one teams team that were left at this point last year. Seven of them are different. What? Weird. Right? Yeah. What mm-hmm. is the one common team that made the final eight these past two years? Not Seattle. Is it Seattle? No. No, it's not Seattle because they, they they were not good last year. Were they? It was not the Vikings. It was not uh, San Francisco. Right. God. Green not Bay. The Patriots. It's not the Cowboys. Is, not it, the is it the Green Bay Packers? Uh, no, Packers weren't in the final eight last year. God, who was? Who was it? It was the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh my God! There you go. Listen to this. That's list. a team last that's coming up. Final man. eight: Chiefs, Colts, Chargers, Patriots, Cowboys, Rams, Saints, Eagles. Only one of those yeah. made it this year. Wow. This year, Titans, Texans, Ravens, Vikings, Seahawks, Packers, Niners, Chiefs. It's crazy. Hmm. It is crazy. indeed. That's a, lot a fun of turnover. fact. Hope fun springs fact. eternal for all of us who have been rooting for crummy teams. <laughs> <laughs> you, never, you never know. Uh, speaking of crummy teams, let's close on a Browns joke. It's almost tradition. Uh, the Browns did not have one winning season this decade. Just let that sink in. Oh, like in, in 10 years, oh. they didn't have a single winning season. Flip Bones had a better decade than the Browns. <laughs> the Polar Ice Caps had a better decade. Grab Ass had a better 10 years. Yep, sure did. <laughs> I bet, yeah. Than most yeah. things, really. 
Blockbuster Video had a better decade than the Browns did. Oh, there's one oh, left, poor baby. Blockbuster. <laughs> there's <Got> one left. <laughs> <laughs> there is. There's one left somewhere, but I don't know where it is. I, that I, for some reason, I have that fact in my head too. Why do they keep one open? Is it some? Is I think it it's in Oregon, if past? I remember. Is there Just one that's fun. more profitable? Nostalgia. Somehow? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't get it. They, they still have a board that makes decisions about the one store. <laughs> <laughs> one say, say, listen, you think we should still be renting videos? No. Okay. Well, we're going to do it mind. anyway. My wife and I, many years before we met, used to go to the same Blockbuster video store in L.A. What? Yeah, we met in New oh. York several years later. How cute. We used to go to the same Blockbuster video store at about the same time frame. Crazy, right? Only difference is you were in the porno section and she was doing <laughs> rom-coms. <laughs> Why you gotta... <laughs> Maybe it was in rom-coms. You don't know nothing about me. Maybe she <laughs> was in porno, Mom. <laughs> Could be. Could they be. don't even have pornos at Blockbusters, no, they do they? Do not. No. They didn't. They didn't have <clears> a back room. So. I thought. I'll, no. In New. Yeah. Sure. No. Not no. Blockbuster. No. Videos. They never in New did. York do. Because, the other ones. Yeah. The, the other ones. more independent ones sometimes had a back room with the. With with those crazy like the remember Wendy's used to have those little things you would walk through that hang down you know like a curtain but they're just beads. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. I went to one in New York City once, and I bought two like normal movies, and I threw them in the garbage because I was like, they're tainted with disgusting sperm hands. Sperm hands. Sperm hands. <laughs> Great, Great mom. Thanks so yeah. much for that. That's, That's fantastic. Mm, sorry. Okay. So it came to my mind. Sperm, sperm hands. <laughs> of course it did. Why wouldn't it? How'd you become Ooh, a mom, anyway? Well, let's not disparage these sexual yes. activities. Dear God. Kostaki, I, like I, just, I got a text message for you. You ready? <laughs> Are you, you ready? Te- you got a text message for me? Yeah. Oh. You ready? Is this from the three-year-old who is complimenting No, you? no, no. Not, it has nothing to do with poopy colored hair. It's nothing oh, yeah. to do with it. Yeah. I've got that. Let, you do? Let... Let Kostaki know that Melanie and I are looking forward to when he comes to Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, nice. So apparently I know can, that guy. So I'll see. He, he's great. He always wears a Viking jersey, so I can spot him and make fun of him. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm very happy for all of you. That's a wonderful bit of news right there. <sighs> you got fans all over the place, Tom. No, it's you, Uncle Kostaki. With the with the Christmas card up on the three and a half year old's <laughs> wall, it was just so funny. <laughs> she was so excited to have your picture. It was like, oh my god, you don't know him, do you? <laughs> <laughs> She's throwing off my uh, the average age of my demo by by dramatic <laughs> part. <laughs> hey, everybody's needing a younger audience, so that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, how are we doing that demo, Birth to Six? Yeah, yeah great. Uh, you're you're huge. This is the best news I've ever heard for my demo. <laughs> All right, what the hell? Well, go Vikings. I think they got a real shot. I think the Vikings are one of those teams that uh, they got good defense, they got a good running game, you get the good cousins, right? You get a couple things fall your way, they could win the whole thing. You never know. 
I did hear one of the local sports stations uh, guy say, well, let's be honest. Kirk Cousins is one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. Mm. Like, oh, my God. He went from the absolute worst to the absolute best in one game. Yeah, okay. slow down a little bit. Yeah, right. Yeah, dial it back. I wonder you. if you were the only person that was angry that they won the game. <laughs> He's like, goddamn Vikings, they they win when they're not supposed to and lose when they're supposed well, to Well, exactly. Win. It's frustrating. <laughs> That's right. Well, you have to remember one thing about that game. It looked like three times that New Orleans had salted the game away with a fumble recovery for a touchdown and a this for a touchdown. And that. And it kept getting called back, and it should have been called back because Dalvin Cook's uh, his knee was down, there's no doubt, so it should have been called back. But I thought, right. I knew they were going to lose this game, damn it. Wait a minute, they didn't lose the game because his knee was down. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just am so used to being a Viking fan who, well, you're a Falcons fan. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm deal. talking about. Yep. Yep. Same deal right there. Yep. You're almost annoyed that you have to stay emotionally invested for one more week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what she's talking about. You got me another week, you bastards. <laughs> all right, young man. We'll talk to you next week. I'll be rooting for the Vikings. Let's discuss it all next week. Thanks, guys. Sounds great. Thanks, Lockie. Because Stocky Economopolis and Quick Snaps, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.